1: Hello everyone, good afternoon, welcome to Redburn News, I'm Ross Chanley, this is Errol Smith joining me today to bring you your latest Liverpool news, rumours and uh, a little bit of bullshit as well. Um, not sponsored this week and there's not a lot going on I'm going to be honest, I had to- Clutch at straws this morning for some stories, more via Timo Werner talk, which I can't be bothered with. I'm sure you can't, but we're going to get Errol to talk about it for five to ten minutes <laughs> instead yeah. and get his thoughts on it. Um, but straight into it, um, Takumi Minamino explains how ex-Man United star Shinji Kagawa convinced him to join Liverpool. Obviously, came in from Salzburg uh, in January. He said, I spoke to Mayor Yoshida at Southampton, but I didn't ask him about Liverpool. I just told him I'd come to the Premier League, but I never told him it would be Liverpool. He said, I also spoke to Shinji Kagawa as he played for Jurgen Klopp at Dortmund too. Klopp talked to me about Shinji and Shinji talked about Klopp, that I could get a sense of his really good relationship. Shinji said that Klopp was one of the best coaches in the world and now that I'm working here with him, I've also realised he's one of the best coaches around. Really good, good story, actually, Errol. I, I completely forgot that Kagawa was, was at Dortmund. Yeah. Um, I just associated him with Manchester United, but the kind of says in that story as well that they just put that to one side which yeah. I think as fans sometimes we don't do and kind of go well I'm not playing for him. But oh, prof- yeah. they've
2: got that professional element yeah. haven't they and uh, you know I think they they look at the bigger picture of things and they look at you know how short a, a football a footballer's career is and when an opportunity for the, to play for one of the best managers in the world comes around you are going go to go to people that you can trust in in, in terms of their experience and obviously that that the, being from the same Side of the, the, the world and being off on that continent, they probably do have that relationship where you know you trust someone if they said, Yeah, follow that path, it'll be good for you, even if it's not the same path that I've taken myself.
1: And it's another conference, Jurgen Klopp, as well. Like, it's all right as Liverpool fans lauding him, saying how good he is. But someone who used to work with him years and years ago, and you know he had success at Dortmund, to go well, actually know his boss mate, and that's it. You and know, and he went back to Dortmund as yeah. well, didn't he? Yeah. So
2: he, you know, he. I think he he was always going to give an honest account of his experience with Klopp, and he's always he said a lot of high praise of him. So I think it's always good when when players do that for us. Yeah, you know, it's nice, isn't it? It's Have
1: you been surprised at the lack of involvement with Minamino so far this season? He's, he's played a couple of League Cup appearances hasn't he, with kids, which are kind of and. Um, Fringe players, which you kind of feel sorry for him, but he's if, not had a shot with the first team, has he?
2: If you was to ask me this, you know, at the start of Klopp's tenure when he when he signed his first player, then the answer probably would, yeah, we've just bought this guy. All the fans want to see him in the big games. We want to see him performing. Now I've seen Klopp for the last four and a half years, and he's he's tweaked and done similar. Like if if what happens is what I imagine is too likely to happen, he's done similar things with. Alex oxley chamberlain Yeah, he's done similar things with Robbo Robo, Nabi Kater, Fabinho, and look at where they are now as a result of him being patient and not overexposing them when he's not ready yeah. to play in the system. So I've got no issue with that. Obviously, I still think there's some big games that he could be looking to play in um, between now and the end of the season. You know, the Chelsea one springs to mind in the next week or so, um, and, and, and hopefully once we've got the you know the, the league wrapped up, you can give him those. Prem games as the experience without the pressure on it. Um but I think Klopp, you know, it's one of the things that Klopp does really well. It's how he manages his players and their expectations and that's probably been conversations that he's had when he's came in in January. You're coming in at this point in time now to get bedded in with us and you will be the ready finished article to hit the ground running, come you know, the the, the the new season next year. But if we can squeeze a couple bits out of you yeah. over the next couple of months, we'll take it as a bonus. It's
1: learning the system, isn't it? And it's not like Liverpool losing games and we're desperate to get him on the pitch. So Exactly. It's not a necessity. It's a luxury at this point, isn't it? Uh, anyway, moving on. Team of chat again, um, probably the third time this week, and a couple last week as well. But his future is in manager Jurgen Klopp's hands. A nice little link there, considering Kagwell uh, really liked him. This is according to Cavicco. Okay. Always, always struggle with that one. Yeah, shackle, yeah. Shackled, yeah. Uh, the Insider, so Sky Sports News reporter, mm-hmm. um, has basically said, Werner will become a Liverpool player this summer if Klopp decides to activate his £50 million release clause and if he convinces of Werner he will play regularly next season. He's almost certain to leave Leipzig in the summer excuse me, because of his release clause yeah. and he favours move to Liverpool as long as he gets to play. Now, I've seen some of the reactions to this on Twitter um, earlier today and a lot of his... Team of Vernon Werner, he's given Jurgen Klopp that he's good enough to get in there. Yeah. But like, but I
2: think he said it as well, he, or he's self-invested, he's probably not at the level of the front three that we've got post, at the moment. Post-Spurs
1: game last week, he said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's
2: not at that level of, of, of those players. So, you know, I think that's a, a humble from a, you know, a very clearly talented individual. But he humbles himself to know that even if I was to join this squad in, in the current mould, I would have to work and find another level before I could compete for this, for me placing the start on eleven. I think... It's all, I think we, as football fans, we always like, I, you know, me, if I if it was running my own club or whatever, I'd sign a new striker every summer just so I could see someone else doing yeah. something, uh, I think we just, come are constant It's not about, FIFA, It's, it's, it's uh, not though, and that's, yeah. that's what as fans, we need to like take that step back and realise it's not FIFA. So the, the thing is, of having a Timo Werner, the front three, because you would, you'd say, right, with his age and obviously the ceiling that you'd imagine him to have, you're probably going to be looking to move out one of those front three as well in the next 12 months. If Timo Werner comes in in the summer, so be careful what we wish for in that respect. Jumping for the next best thing while we have got the best thing might not be ideal for us. But again, you'd be gutted if he went off to Chelsea in the summer, or you'd be gutted if he went off to Man U. So it's it's a it's a catch twenty-two, man.
1: It's hard as well because of you know his stats, which have been over a couple of times from last season, this season. He's producing assists and goals at a phenomenal rate. It's missing out on him going to someone else, but in a year's time, that player for that price might not be around. Not so be around as well. Yeah, you yeah. so,
2: on. you know, Klopp and the, and the guys behind the scenes, Michael Edwards and that, they're, they're going to have, you know, the torn between a rock and a hard place. I think it'll come down to conversations with maybe some of the front three after what we achieved this year, potentially. And that might be one of the decisive factors. I don't know if there's been pre-agreements with any of them to say if X, Y, and Z has achieved, you know, we'd happily let you Go on to pastures new for X Y or Z fee, um, but maybe that's something we're never going to be privy to. But hopefully they've probably got a plan for someone like him and how they get him in and give him what he wants in terms of that regular player next season. How can they um, entice him with this is how many games you'll get and we can guarantee you this because that is going to happen. Yeah,
1: they also play a hell of a lot of football. Our front three and think you know, touchwood have been really lucky with the injury so far yeah, this season. Yeah. Then there's the Afcon next season as well, losing money and Salah potentially for a long period of time. So. There's lots of gain time for one, in my opinion. You can have all four of them. Um, moving on, Liverpool have offered team Werner of a contract until 2025 with wages of €8 million euros plus bonuses a year. Talks ongoing to finalise a deal. Um, Tom points me in the direction of this. Um, Tom, who is this person? Um, uh, go on Tom this doesn't thing. know who this person is. It's someone on Twitter. He works for TransferMarkt. Yeah, so he does, yeah. Apparently, yeah. Accordingly, he's a sports journalist expert in transfer market. Um Take it with a <laughs> pinch of salt. Take it with a pinch of salt. Yeah, we'll wait to see what happens there. But it, it's gathering pace, this story, isn't it? And I think yeah. it, for me, there's it, it, the Sancho, Mbappe, Verna stuff. And like I've I said, to yeah, the, I've the
2: marquees we've been talking about, though, for the last couple of times. We've been I mean, on the show and that everyone's been saying, right, are we going to get a marquee? Yeah. If you was to say now in Europe, who are the marquee signings or the names for marquee? Mbappe. Sancho and Werner are probably yeah. the top, I and mean, Kai Havertz as well as players yeah. there. But th- maybe them four are, are the marquee signings that obviously the big clubs would want to go for this summer. I think with the with the, the one good thing, regardless of maybe what comes of it, or the good thing in this particular time at the minute is the fact that the, the player themselves expressed the fact that yeah, Liverpool are probably the best club <laughs> in the world, and players don't normally do that if they if they're not interested.
1: Got to come and get me play, isn't it? I've never, yeah. seen, it. I've never seen a player do that. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold Alexander sorry, explains summer target and sounds Liverpool warning. Um, he equalled his own record at the weekend of getting 12 Premier League assists. Yeah. Um, he's going to go better than that, but he's been talking about those things. He said, I'm happy to help the team as much as possible. That was my aim this season was to get over ten again, and as the season went on, it's been about trying to push the limits and break as many records as I can to push myself as far as I can to try and help the team as much as possible. Get assists, goals, and contributions. Errol, he's just phenomenal, isn't he? He is a
2: phenom. He's like, <clears throat> I obviously, I'm, I've never seen uh, a fullback be able to produce so much going forward since I've really entertained and watched football in my lifetime. And the fact that this guy's even younger than me, do you know what I mean, doing it at the like age of 20, 19, 21, been to two Champions League finals, and you know he's got one mid, one winners medal around his neck there as well, still, and you know he's on the cusp of probably being um, a, a Premier League winner as well. It's just it's, it's it's mental how how much he's managed to do in such a short space of time. You just think where is his ceiling in terms of world football, but I think. You know, I watched the, the Monday Night Football as well and the interview that he'd done with them. And, you know, you can see that the Nevels and the is trying to, you're going to move into centre mid or trying to like, etch him into, and all, he just goes straight back to, my focus is this, my focus is the fact that I want to help the team. My focus is on, I want to be as good as I can possibly be, bringing the same A game every single day into training. And obviously there are records there that I do hope to to match and better, but I'm setting them for myself. I'm only, challenge- I'm only up against myself. My competition is me. But then you do have the in-house competition of Robbo on the other wing, yeah, yeah. which really just fuels the reason yeah, more. Yeah. And I just think it's it it's, it complements them so well that they've got that. And I, you know, if, if him being a local scout lad as well, like he, he really is. It, it's coming a good time after Liverpool fans love Steven Gerrard and having someone Liverpool local being the the heartbeat of that Liverpool squad. We didn't know when we was probably going to get that again and um, some people might not have seen that coming for the next 10 to 15 years. People close to the club knew how much of a talent he was and the fact that now he is, he's going to be in that Liverpool side for the next 10 years without a problem. Such would no injuries and stuff like that that keep him out for too long. He, he is going to be an unbelievable player and he's really setting some high heights. I think we looked at the... Um, the, the companies with it in terms of assists over the last two years. He's head and shoulders above pretty yeah. much everyone.
1: He's on 24, Robert De Bruyne are 18, uh, Ryan Fraser on 17. Just on that, Do you think he's made the most of the success of Mohamed Salah? Because when I saw 12 assists for last season in the league and 12 already this season, why, have, why haven't teams caught on to the fact like he's a threat, shall we stop him? Yeah. But Mo Salah's success means that Mo Salah's got two, three players marking at one time, which then leaves Trent free. Unexposed exposed all the time. I was watching the West Ham games, like, he's a threat, we'll just, just take him up. But you can't because Salah's so good as well.
2: I think I think that that does play a part. And then I think the way that our full backs play, because they play so high up the field as well, they're almost like um, like backup wingers or kind of like right mids or whatever it is, yeah, yeah. we're really high up in terms of the opposition side of the pitch. I think that. That are only, you can only mark so many men and you can only double up on, yeah. on or so many before you, you do end up leaving spaces for the individuals like Robbo. And I think it's just always been a good outlet for us. And I think as well, teams over the last two years, I think, or just like professionals, they get, they get into a mindset of, we know, it's very easy to identify Liverpool's threats in terms of, Mo Salah went on his first season and scored as many goals as he did. You know Mane's really quality and you know Firmino's good and you know they've got you know good a good base now and then you've got good defenders so it's easy to identify them and when you can identify if by those they're the, they're the areas that you spend your weeks training to prepare yourself against how do you have a plan
1: for you poison, pick your poison, isn't it? Yeah yeah, you yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah yeah it's
2: like how do you have a plan for the fullbacks then because you can't account for everything yeah. do you know what i mean and that and that's the way and i know one of the next stories now is, is pretty much picking up on that which we'll we'll, we'll have a look into but effectively that's that that is where we're at now we've got so many tools to um to to hair teams and i, I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon and i hope it doesn't <sighs>
1: It made me so happy, Errol. Thank you very much. Um, Liverpool Academy is set to visit South Africa for the first time. Love this. To the, yeah, to Liverpool to said we'll send two teams to South Africa for the first time to take part in a 2020 Lucky Star Cup later this year. The Cape Town based tournament features 2,000 grassroots footballers, 130 teams, and 45 clubs and was attended by 120,000 more spectators in 2019. We had a little bit of chat about this upstairs, Errol, didn't we? Yeah. And, Do
2: you know? Sorry, just to to jump in there. Do you know what I actually genuinely like about this? Because I know FIFA sometimes get a lot of stick across the board when you're talking like high-level football and like some of the scandals that have happened and stuff like that. But in terms of you know, this has been founded since 2010 when uh, the the World Cup wasn't in South Africa, and I think the fact that they've kept the project going and or started the project off the back of it, and and obviously kind of focused on the grassroots elements, I think that is good. It's kind of given back to yeah. to um, a, a culture and given back to a community that otherwise wouldn't have had access to the likes of the teams listed below: okay. the Ajaxes, the Cape Towns, the, the the obviously the Liverpool's, the Orlando Pirates that are going to go over there. So you know, first first and foremost, I think FIFA does probably deserve a bit of credit there because they are shining the light. Um, but the rest of the story is all, all great stuff as well.
1: Yeah, it's so under and under fourteen teams. But as I said, we were talking upstairs before. It's the you know the exposure, the fact that these young lads are going to get the experience to go out and. Do these tours at such a young age prepares and yeah. for later on like it, it just it ticks all the boxes doesn't it yeah
2: absolutely i think the the, the 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 players the coaching staff everyone will get so much out of this and i think as well and and again to be football is about memories regardless of what age you play at. football mm. is about creating your own memories and i think when you're under-12s and under-14s, there's never going to be a guarantee that you're going to play one game in a Premier League squad, let alone
1: a Liverpool squad. But you can say, I went to Africa and went not to... Exactly,
2: and no one can ever take that away from you, and that's part of your own personal journey. So it'd be a big moment in, in their young lives and a massive moment to be proud of for them. So you know, don't take anything away from from that. I think you know the club are doing the right thing by getting the players out there to give them that exposure. But I think it's them in terms of their own personal journeys that'll 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 put them in so much good stead for the future and everything that else will come
1: with them. The challenges that they'll have to face if they do want to make it into the first team, anyway. Um, final story before we get some of your comments. Uh, Carlton Cole says lucky Liverpool a fluke title due to poor league. I just cannot but rage at this. Um, a couple of things he said, you've got to pay them respect, but other teams are lacking behind. You can see Manchester City have performed at their peak, they've had a boost. Can they come away thinking that the other guys were underpowered? Basically, he goes on to say that, you know, likes of Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United are all in transition. You can see you're getting really annoyed already. <laughs> yeah. um, and then he said, um, Are we talking about the West Ham games? So Liverpool got lucky, West Ham should have won that game. He just go to joke on about he it later four, on. had
2: four shots the whole game. Also, like, no, I, like, I get what he's saying. And fair enough, you, you want a bit of clout and, and you want to you know, be a little bit controversial because everyone's singing Liverpool's praises. But why be so salty, Carton Cole? Like, wh- why be salty about it? Like, like, the reality of it is, and the, the, the statistics there that will back it up, the league itself hasn't genuinely been that poor. The top four, apart from us, has been a lot poorer this season. Fair enough. We can't account for that. That's, that's not on us do you know what I mean we can only focus and on, every player says it we can only focus on doing what we're going to do all the other teams underneath that top four bubble they've been so good this yeah. season in terms of how consistent people. are the of Sheffield yeah. being as high up in the league as they are I think people are just they've just got this conception that the, you know the super clubs in England need to all be within Three or four or five points of each other throughout the whole season for it ever to have been classed as quality. This has been probably one of the. I know last season was a great season to watch because of the title race and the fact that we went on the, both teams, City and Liverpool, went on such a great run. But ultimately, I think this this season's league has been so even. Anyone can land a blow on anyone, yeah. and I, I think that's better for football. But that's just me. Is it, you know trying to be a bit neutral, but from a Liverpool perspective, where we are head and shoulders above the rest, everyone else can land a punch on each other, and I think that's boss. You
1: feel better again. I you just <laughs> you that it's It was a leading question, Great, Have some questions at the class, I love that. Um, yeah, some some good comments today. Thank you, everyone who has commented. Uh, Stephen Somerville says, If Minamino scores against Chelsea, give him more opportunities. Yeah, I think it's difficult. I think, like you said, Errol, isn't it? If if you're winning, then, then sound those players need a rest. I think rotation kind of comes into it, and we want to see more of him. But I think I think he'll have tailored games that he's gonna go and play. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, moving on to Werner, there's quite a few. Obviously, uh, Abina says Sam Werner already can't take the suspense, and then Kay Brennan says I'll be gutted after all this if we don't get Werner. Do you
2: think? I, I mean, I it's I'd be gutted, but it's like where does he go? If if, he, if it's if we miss out on him and, man, you say right we need a striker and they get him, then yeah, I am gutted because I feel like we've probably missed the boat on yeah. someone who's going to hit that next level. But at the same time, we've got to be careful what we wish for as Liverpool fans. We've got Bobby, we've got Mane and we've got Salah, all from three at the minute. I like what you were saying though. We could squeeze all four in with the amount of games that we're going to yeah. have next year and the commitments. If we can convince him that he's going to get enough game time and the games are going to be of the level of importance that he's after, I don't see why we have to shift out anybody to keep him in. I'd just pay him the money, get him in alongside what we've already
1: got. That you might even shift formation. If you want to go 4-2-3-1, put him in the 10 tempi- behind Bobby. And, yeah. oh, fail 4 in the same game. Oh, one more and time. And you know, Al <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I just want to read one out. You don't have to comment on it, but I thought it was spot on. Okay. Joey Muddy says, the Werner deal is a little like the Shaq deal. It's a no-brainer. Worst comes to worst, we spend 50 mil on him and it doesn't work. Then we sell him for at least what we paid, if not more. He's only 23. But then 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 with a really interesting question, actually, what happens to Rian Brewster if we buy Timo Werner? Will we eventually have to sell him? I think he goes back out on loan again, and kind of does what Harry Wilson's done past couple of seasons, just go and get some experience. Yeah. Don't think he necessarily has to leave. I don't think he's, he's lived up to the hype. I think people expected more of him because he was fast tracked, wasn't he? When we, yeah. we didn't have a striker, sound fair enough. And also on the Werner stuff, you're gonna sell Harry Wilson, for example, potentially Origi, potentially Shaqiri. There's your fifty mil there, There's at your least pace. and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more. It's um, long we've long already got money better. in the bank. It sounds we get Sancho and Werner, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> we'll get them both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just, just, just because we can't get Werner in and we just added someone else in there instead because we can uh, And it means absolutely nothing. Uh, thank you very much for listening and watching. We'll be back tomorrow with hopefully some more um, Timo Werner news, hopefully Lassane, yeah. tomorrow because <laughs> I can't talk about him anymore. See you soon. ta Thank you.
0: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall.